Hello, Saints. Todd here with SafeguardYourSoul.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are so blessed to have these moments together in the Word of God. Uh, And remember, Saints, there's nothing, there's nothing, no thing uh, happening on God's planet that is even remotely as important as the work of the gospel and feeding the sheep of Jesus Christ for whom he died to save so that they can grow in grace, they can be edified, they can be equipped for the work of the ministry according to the scriptures. And let me just guarantee you this one thing, by the grace of God, this outreach will continue to unapologetically endeavor to preach the whole of the word of God, regardless of who gets offended or not, in Jesus' name. And please remember that your prayers and support are vital to this operation. Thank you. Friend, did you know that God's eyes are scanning the earth? That's what scripture says. God's eyes are actually scanning to and fro across his earth. Sometimes we forget to realize that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. God owns everything. In fact, he owns the breath we now breathe that sustains our life and the bodies that we have uh, that take in and exhale those breaths of life. So the eyes of the Lord run to and fro, the scripture says, throughout the earth, the whole earth, to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose Heart is perfect toward him. Notice God's eyes are scanning the earth. Second Chronicles 16, 9. I highly recommend that you memorize this verse in the King James Bible. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him. Aren't you glad that he didn't say those whose performance is perfect toward him. That would eliminate every one of us. But notice, God's looking for those whose hearts are perfect toward him. Is my heart perfect toward him? Am I seeking the face of the Lord? You know, I just took a look at... uh, One of the other messages we have about 10 clues, it's titled 10 clues. Your love for God has waxed cold. And one of those clues is you aren't communicating the light of truth to others because you no longer seek the face of the Lord or fear the Lord. And so his divine virtue isn't teeming in and flowing out of you. Your cup no longer runs over the overflow, but instead it's running empty. Psalm chapter 23, and that fits here. You see, the Lord is looking for those who are looking for him and seeking his face. First Chronicles chapter 16, verse 11, seek the Lord and his strength, seek his face continually. Jesus said, blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness for they who they, those that hunger and thirst after him and his righteousness, they shall be filled. And when you're filled, your heart is perfect toward him. Your heart is full. Your heart is 
posture toward him because you're seeking him and you're being filled by him and you know in this last day when the the love of many is waxing cold i believe there's a remnant in whom the the love of many is waxing hot instead of cold because they continually seek the face of the lord and they're being filled continually and being used of god mightily daniel 11:32 they that do know their god shall be strong that is in the power of his might amen shall be strong and do exploits so god's eyes are scanning the earth and what is he looking for the bible says the righteous are bold as a lion proverbs 28 1 don't you know god wants his people to be bold as a lion because he said we who are new creatures in christ are ambassadors for christ second corinthians chapter 5 verse 17 through 20 and as those who are bold as a lion those who are the very ambassadors for christ we should uh, not feel complete without exposing satan's plans and human pawns in fact it's a divine mandate to do such and the time is now to trash the jellyfish spine, to trash the cowardice, to get a spine, as some would say. Jesus said in Matthew ten twenty six through 28, Fear them not, therefore, for there is nothing, nothing, no thing, covered that shall not be revealed and hid that shall not be known. Have you noticed all of the things that are now coming to the light? And so many no longer watch mainstream media. Uh, and that's good. Anybody still watching mainstream media other than to laugh at those miserable paid actors uh, is totally delusional. Uh, they have lied for decades. That's what Project Mockingbird, CIA, Project Mockingbird is all about. It's there to intentionally deceive the American people. But Jesus said, and he's in control, amen. <laughs> the Bible says in, in Daniel chapter 4, I believe it's verse uh, 32, that Jesus is in control, amen. Jesus said, all power in heaven and earth is given unto me. And the Ma Matthew, the book of Matthew, chapter 28. Notice, the Most High ruleth in the kingdom of men. Daniel 4.32. The Most High ruleth in the affair or the kingdom of men and giveth it to whomsoever he will. So who's in control in the kingdom of men? God is in control as he was in the days of Esther and Mordecai and Moses and the children of Israel and David and Goliath and here in Daniel history is replete it's filled with examples from 6,000 years till now and it will be forevermore that God is in control uh, and the Most High ruleth in the kingdom of men and give it to it to whomsoever he wills uh, in the days of daniel when the king the wicked king nebuchadnezzar tried to get uh, daniel and the three ch hebrew children to worship 
the golden image they refused. And as you know, God was in control. The lions had no power or hunger to eat God's prophet Daniel. The fires had no no power (laughs) over the three Hebrew children. Not even one hair was singed from their body. The only people that were destroyed are those who threw them in the fire. And I think that's another story, but that's a blessing. And that's what God does. People dig their own pit, the book of Psalms says. So the most high ruleth in the kingdom of men, the most high ruleth in the kingdom of men. And he is exposing the the mass cover up attempt is uh, if it wasn't so disgusting, it would be comical. But they just can't cover this. They cannot put all of these fires out. And I'm not even here to go into detail about that. But that's a real-life example we're seeing unfold before our very eyes in this late hour as we look for the return of Jesus. And let us be reminded that Jesus said to lift up your head and look up, for your redemption draweth nigh. When you see all these very things we're seeing come to pass Luke 21:28 so Jesus tells us to be bold as a lion he says fear not them uh, fear fear them not therefore for there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed or brought into the light and hid that shall not be known okay every dark deed is going to be known and I'm talking about experience especially for those who are trying to cover them because you see men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil and they will not repent and come to the light of Christ and therefore they're not settling out of court so they're going to stand with all the weight of their sin before the judge of their eternal souls who is holy 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 and he is going to expose everything that they did, even all the way to the intent of their heart, the Bible says, uh, and then terminate them into the bowels of eternal damnation. Depart from me, you cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. It wasn't prepared for them. But they chose to stay in the darkness. They chose to cling to religion that damns instead of the Redeemer that delivers and sets free. Amen. So Jesus said, then he says in verse 27, Matthew 10, 26 through 28, What I tell you in darkness, what God is putting on your heart and what he's bringing to your attention, that is the dark deeds of the enemy, that speak ye in darkness light and what ye hear in the ear that preach ye upon the housetops in other words broadcast it in the highways and byways make it known ephesians chapter 5 verse 11 tells us also to expose the deeds of darkness have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove or expose them. Ephesians 5.11. This is a command of God, and we must obey God. Notice verse 28 here, Matthew 10. I tell you what, if you haven't read Matthew 10 in a while, it's just absolutely loaded 
with rules of engagement for the kingdom of uh, Christ and our lives as uh, kingdom ambassadors. Amen. Verse 28, and fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. And that, that's speaking of losing your life in this world, which Jesus taught and Paul said he was doing. Uh, we must lose our lives to gain them unto everlasting life, according to Jesus. I believe that's John twelve twenty five. And, you know, what are they going to do? Kill you and send you to heaven? <laughs> Why are we so afraid to die? That's what I'm wondering. Uh, the Bible says the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. I want you to memorize that Bible truth, beloved. It's second Corinthians chapter four, verse 18. So to sum this up, Jesus says, don't do not fear any man. Uncover every and all works of darkness in as much as is uh, decent, if you will. There's some things that I'm sure, and I've talked to other believers, we won't even go there it's so bad, but we're still going to, in general, expose these things uh, for everybody to see. Uh, that's the mercy of God, by the way, uh, to let people know they're being deceived. Uh, that's one of the purposes of it. Then he says, do not fear, fear not them which kill the body. All they can do is kill your body, man. Your body's temporal. It's an earth suit. And, you know, if God, if it's your time to go and Jesus allows it, well, personally, I'm going to be a little bit jealous of you in a good way and look forward to being with you in eternal glory. I love to share Isaiah on that note as we just talk a little bit here. Isaiah chapter 57 Verse 1 and 2, I love to share this to comfort people when they lose a loved one. Isaiah 57, 1 and 2. It's very important that we uh, memorize scripture or uh, definitely memorize topics with the reference so we can be readily used of the Lord as vessels unto honor, meet, or fit for the master's use. And uh, sharing apropos or appropriate scripture topics uh that apply to people and when somebody loses a loved one this certainly applies the righteous perisheth notice he's talking about the righteous Uh, the righteous perisheth and no man lay it to heart and merciful men are taken away none considering that the righteous is taken away from the evil to come He shall enter into peace. They shall rest in their beds, each one walking in his uprightness. Amen. Those who walk with Jesus, abiding in him, John 15, walking in their uprightness, they're going to uh, enter into peace. Uh, They shall rest in their beds. Amen. Uh, In fact, the Bible tells us in Revelation chapter 21, in verse 4, that there's going to be all this pain is going to be gone. It's going to be vanquished in the presence of God. There'll be no temptation. There'll be no pain. Listen to what he says. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. And there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying. Neither shall there be any more pain. <laughs> no heart pain, no 
psychological pain, no physical pain, for the former things are passed away. Okay, so we're talking about what God is looking for when his eyes go to and fro throughout the whole earth that he made and he owns, and every soul he owns, by the way. And he wants us as his ambassadors who are bold as a lion to expose the darkness. Matthew 10, 26 through 28, Ephesians 5, 11, as we cited earlier. And uh, those who seek, ceaselessly seek, unrelentingly seek the face of the Lord, do not fear nor flinch at the enemy because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world, 1 John 4, 4. And we're not only conquerors, we're more than conquerors through him that loved us. And who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect. Romans 8. Notice who shall lay anything. Somebody might be needing to hear this. You're, you're thinking, well, I've sinned against God. I can't be used of God. Uh, well, that would include all of us, okay? So God couldn't use anybody <laughs> in that case. And he sure is using, uh, and every person he uses has been uh, a sinner from birth until he saved them. And then they've sinned after they've been saved. But God, like he was with David, he showed them the sure mercies of David through Christ and washed them afresh every time as they came to him and confessed it. Amen. We're not talking about ourselves when we preach, folks. We're preaching Christ, 2 Corinthians uh, 4, 5. We preach not ourselves, but Christ. Amen. The next time somebody brings up a sin you committed in the past, <laughs> tell them something like this. Say, look, man, I got good news for you. If God can forgive me and show my wretched soul mercy, he can do the same for you, man, if you let him. Amen. One guy recently said, you know, when people accuse me of doing a sin I committed in the past, I tell them, man, that's like trying to find me at a house I used to live in and years ago. Man, I don't live there anymore. Amen. Amen. So Romans 8, let's start in verse 31. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely or liberally and abundantly give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor rulers, excuse me, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. 
Amen. So like David, who fought uh, the good fight of faith, who sought the face of the Lord continually, First Chronicles 16, 11, again, seek the Lord in his strength, seek his face continually. Somebody said, you already quoted that. Good. Somebody's getting ready to memorize it. Amen. I can remember sitting as a young believer under uh, a good pastor who preached from the King James Bible, and sometimes he would just wear out, it's impossible, but you know what I'm talking about, a Bible verse, and man, before you got up out of there, you had it memorized. Isn't that a blessing? So like David, who sought the face of the Lord continually, uh, the worshiper, the warrior, the man after God's own heart, uh, is not afraid of the giants of our day. He's not afraid of the devils of our day. He's not afraid of the human emissaries of Satan in our day. And he plunders the works of darkness with the word of God. He walks with the biggest sword there is, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 17. You know, this is not rocket science. If we do things God's way, we're going to be blessed. Otherwise, we're not, okay? We're going to be cursed. If you're out of Bible order, you're out of Bible blessings. Cursed is the man who trusts in man. Uh, the Bible says in Proverbs 3.33 uh, that the Lord blesses the habitation of the just, but cursed, he curses the habitation of the wicked. The curse of the Lord is in the house, all the way in his house. In other words, he can't hide anywhere. <laughs> the curse of the Lord is in the house of the wicked. That's the Bible, folks. Anybody not born again and walking with Jesus is under the curse of the Lord. Well, that sounds cruel. Well, why question God, first of all? Second of all, God is merciful and he loves them. And hopefully, and I believe he desires them. It's obvious. No, it's not a hope. It's not even a question. He definitely desires them to be saved. And uh, some people, like many of us, if not all of us, came to the point where we would just absolutely, as the country folk would say, slap worn out <laughs> living under the curse. And we, would, we were ready to get under the blessing. We saw it in somebody else's life. And we said, I want to taste and see that the Lord is good because he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty, under the warmth of God, under the protection of God, under the provision of God, under the blessing of God in everything in your life. So if you're tired of the curse, beloved, Jesus said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. Jesus wants to give you rest here and now. He's the Prince of Peace and the only one who made peace between the Father, God the Father, and man, fallen mankind by the blood of his cross, Colossians 1.20. His precious blood uh, satisfied the claims of the Father's justice to redeem you. In fact, he said on the cross as he was shedding his blood for your sins, it is finished, which means paid in full. Did you realize that the, the price for your sin, all of it, past, present, and future, is paid in full? Think about that. 
Man, what, picture yourself. or just, let's, let's picture a guy that's living homeless. Let's say he's been homeless for 10 years. There's people in America and definitely all over the world that have been homeless for decades. Decades. What if we heard a story about one of those guys, maybe we'll call him Mr. Phil, and a financial uh, officer of some type at, at some kind of financial institution went down the street where all the homeless were and he had some papers in his hands and he was looking for Mr. Phil. Mr. Phil. And he asked around and showed him the picture. I believe this is what Mr. Phil looks like. Do y'all know him? Have you seen this man? Finally, somebody said, yeah, he's living right over there. Uh, he sleeps by that garbage dump over there. And, you know, tries to get food out of it and scrounges and has to beg for his food. And, you know, real pauper, man. The guy's hadn't had a bath in a month. Get the picture. We've all seen these kind of people. Bless their hearts. And so the financial guy finally finds Mr. Phil. And said, Mr. Phil, how are you? And he says, I'm doing great. But, I mean, all right, I guess. Not very happy, obviously, living on the street. And uh, the financial guy says, sir, I, I, I didn't mean to bother you, Mr. Phil. I, I know you, you got a life here. But I, I just, I didn't know if you actually knew that your Uncle Benny left you $10 million back in 1991. And I just wanted to make sure you knew that, sir. And can you imagine having lived like a pauper day in and day out, day on the dangerous streets of some big city, and then realizing you've been having an absolute fortune in your name uh, waiting on you and you just didn't know about it well you know maybe somebody listening is just is just coming to the realization that jesus christ came to the earth the sin cursed earth and laid down his life willingly because the bible says uh, jesus himself told us that he did this willingly and it was all for you and i while we were yet sinners, Scripture says, Jesus came and died for our sins to reconcile us, bring us back into a relationship with God the Father. Did you know that Jesus said, Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? And he presented that as a rhetorical question, but perhaps also as a statement. And I want to ask you something. Is God, perhaps, as he scans his earth, looking for you because he loves you, so much so that he gave his only begotten son to die for your sins, die in your place, and satisfy that price completely? Could God be prompting you today to stop your life and to uh, repent and receive Jesus Christ, who came and uh, offered his perfect, his sinless life on the altar of the cross to die for mankind, that includes you, to redeem you and I from the sin uh, that separates us from God and the penalty thereof. Jesus said this, John fifteen thirteen: Greater love hath no man 
than that a man should lay down his life for his friends. And he's definite article speaking of himself and his mission to redeem mankind. He also said this in John 10, my father loves me because I lay down my life that I might take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down and I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my father. You know, Jesus came on a rescue mission, not only to save you, but also to use you as one of his blessed ambassadors. Jesus came to give fallen mankind something that no one else could give, his, and that would be his sinless, perfect, divine life and blood on the cross of Calvary. In fact, Jesus said this, just before Matthew 26, 28, just before he went to the cross to offer his blood. For this is my blood of the New Testament or the New Covenant, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Jesus also said, John 14, that he let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there ye may be also. Then he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. You see, Jesus came to serve and not to be served, Matthew 20. Repentance is essential. If you're going to come unto him, you must come unto Jesus on his terms and no other. Jesus didn't say come unto religion or go find a church. Okay, Jesus warned that there are many false prophets that will go out among you in the final days and shall deceive many, Matthew 24, 11. So repentance is essential, the Lord says, uh, to escape uh, paying for your own sins, suffering the judgment for your own sins, and that's what everybody is going to suffer for all eternity, irrevocable eternal damnation in hell and the lake of fire, who refuses to appropriate uh, the full price that Jesus paid for their sins. So like Mr. Phil, they're walking around in darkness, not really realizing that they're rich. They're absolutely rich in the only way that really matters. Mr. Phil stumbled down those streets day in and day out for many years, not knowing that he had riches untold available to him. And somebody listening perhaps would say, I didn't realize this, but Jesus loves me. And Jesus already paid the price, the full price 
paid in full for me to know him, to be washed of all my sins, to be cleansed and clothed with the robe of his righteousness, and to be used of him in this late hour as he scans the earth looking for one whose heart is perfect toward him. Ephesians 1.3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in Christ. That's the riches of God, friend. The riches of God are in Christ, and you have them when you're in Christ. This inheritance is for you, my friend. If you'll simply repent and receive Jesus, he will cause you to be born again, born of the Spirit, uh, and make you a new creature in Christ. You're really not going to understand that if you've never been born again. But he calls you to repent. He calls you to answer his call for you. He commandeth all men everywhere to repent. Acts chapter thir- 17, I believe it's verse 30 or 31. And he desires to pardon you. And as you repent, as you confess, Lord, I'm a sinner. I need you, Jesus. And, and you receive Jesus. John 1, 12, you receive Jesus and ask him to cleanse you, to come into your life, to take over your life uh, completely and announce that he is the Lord of your life because he died on the cross for your sins. He was buried and you're putting your faith in, uh, in that and that he was raised again from the dead. John, excuse me, Romans 10, 9 and 10, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth, as you repent and receive Christ, if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you're ready to apply the holy blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved, be forgiven, be brought into the eternal family, the kingdom of Christ, the Lord who loves you and proved it by dying for your sins. Uh, you must completely turn your life over to him in repentance and faith. Now, pray the following words with me. I'd like to lead you in a prayer, my friend. And I'm going to say a little bit of uh, this and then I want you to repeat it. Repeat after me as you bow your heart and you bow your life before God in repentance. Say it out loud. Say it out loud for God to hear and you to hear and perhaps somebody else around you. Say this, Dear Heavenly Father, go ahead, say it. Dear Heavenly Father, right now, if never before, I come to you as a broken and sinful person. Okay, say it out loud. You ready? Thank you for sending your only begotten son to die in my place for my sins. Thank you, Jesus, for coming to this earth to die and rise again to rescue me from sin, sin's penalty, and eternal hell. To save me for your eternal glory. Go ahead, say it out loud. Right this moment, if never before, I receive you, Lord Jesus. I turn from my wicked way unto thee. 
Come in and take over my whole life. I am all yours, Jesus. And I know you are all mine. I love you, Jesus. And I will follow you from this moment forward till I am with you. Please use me, Lord, to help others come to know you. As your eyes scan the earth, may you find my heart seeking your face and perfect toward you. Thank you for using me, Jesus. And thank you for saving me this day and filling me with your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. What the that was a different direction than what was intended. Uh, but may the Lord bless you, my friend, and want to encourage you to avail yourself to the uh, cash, C-A-C-H-E, uh, the supply, the, the, the mountains of biblical content, Christ-centered, scripture-rich on safeguardyoursoul.com. In fact, we have a little book called uh, What to Do Now, Now That He Saved You, on the store page. And feel free to email me on the contact page or just info at safeguardyoursoul.com. We love you, and we want to welcome you uh, into the kingdom of Christ. If you want to reach out feel free and god bless you saints thank you for praying for the supply and the fruitfulness of this outreach god bless you well brothers and sisters it's been a blessing to spend these moments with you in the word of god and remember there's hundreds of more christ-centered scripture rich uh, edifying podcast on safeguardyoursoul.com forward slash audios. There's also a store page with uh, uh, several many books on there for your uh, edification in Christ. They're all scripture rich and Christ centered. Also tens of thousands uh, of saints and sinners are being reached every month and uh, your prayers are coveted for the fruitfulness and supply of this outreach. God be praised, by the way, for those who are supporting. And feel free to visit uh, our donate page on the site. And uh, uh, you can use your debit card, PayPal, or Patreon. And you can become a monthly sustaining member if you choose to do so. And a gift of any amount is so appreciated. Part of this outreach uh, is to equip and supply other ministering disciples across our great country and uh, all over the world. And uh, may God be praised that uh, there's fruitfulness happening among his people and through his beloved saints as we know that the return of our Lord Jesus Christ draws nigh. And we say together, in the words of Revelation 22, even so, come Lord Jesus. Amen.